Okay, Tom, our OG sponsor, Silver Cross. Silver Cross. Silver Cross Subreach Him and everybody listening is your go-to place for any quality home accessibility equipment you are looking for. Okay, where are they located? 760 Notre Dame Avenue here in Sudbury or call them at 705-222-0700. They're here to keep your loved ones in, in the home longer, in their home comfort longer, right, Mace? Yeah, you can get chair chair lifts all the way up to uh, not just a single uh, stairwell. You can go stairwell to stairwell with the little, I don't know what you call that overhanging flat part, but it's awesome. It lets, at least Versatile. my, I have family members that it's allowed them, Silver Cross came in, put the lift in. It's allowed them to stay in their house uh, throughout their older age. And uh, it's really something you can't put a price on if you really think about it. Love it. Tom. One more thing to say. When you go visit them on 760 Notre Dame Avenue, like I mentioned, you will see Dean and Chantel Jacqueline, who are the owners. And trust me, they are first-class people and will make your experience visiting Silver Cross a great one. Service is everything. We love Silver Cross. And with that, Mason, bring in that sweet April wine. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life. All righty, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to week 127 of Behind the Bench. It is a jam-packed week for everybody, ladies and gentlemen. We got the boys here. We have the OHL starting up. We got lots of news coming with that. We got a full breakdown for you today on today's podcast. We got so much to talk about. And I am just excited to be here back with the boys for another episode. I just feel like, you know, every week we just extend our contract by one week. We're just, we, we, BTB, we're week by week. We get the job done, survive in advance. Tommy Vlahos, how you doing? Knucklehead. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. This is probably the most prep I've had for an episode. I got pen and paper and I got printed notes as well, Celebrity. Gents. Celebrity Cele- a little bit of a celebrity. Here. I had a fantastic weekend. I was in Sault Ste. Maria, Jim. I passed by Susanta. Su Santa Maria, the one and only Pino's grocery store. The, did you go the, in and get a sausage? <laughs> did not. Did not. Because last time we did that, buddy, we lost the bench ball. But I was in there um, at the Sioux for RBC Gala, my first ever. It was very fun. Dolled up. You guys saw the pictures. Looked good with the suspenders. Suspenders is kind of the play. Kind of the play. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. I know I looked pretty solid. Yeah, you look, yeah, you look good. We went uh, across the border Saturday morning before the event started and played a little bit of G, a little bit of golf. Everything is better in the United States. We'll just leave it at that. Not everything. Just cheaper. I mean, Did you load up top? Loaded load up on the pints. The golf was much cheaper. Chim, like a box of TP picks was like 40 American, which is like, it's like 80 
actually for a box here. So conversion rate was like 55, 60 bucks. You're saving about 20, 25 bucks on like everything it feels like there. But I had a great time. I wanted to give a little shout out to Dan DeNoble and Chris Wilcox who beat me and my partner, John, uh, in the finals of this little format. I had to give them a shout out. I work uh, closely with Chris at the bank. So I had to give a little plug there. Very good golfer and they beat me fair and square. But other other than that, it's it's ever, ever exciting talking to you too. Missing Mason, I feel like I haven't talked to him in about a month. But hey, you'll you'll hear his voice later on in the four pack. I made my TV debut, which we'll get into. I um, like to say thank you for Alex for passing the torch. Usually this is what you're, uh, you know, you're better at than myself, but I think I did a pretty good job and we'll uh, iron out some details where the listeners can hear me on TV. But other than that, things are fantastic. Still killing it at the, uh, at the gym with Johnny boy. And that's all I got for you. I got a, I got all a I question got. for you. Tom. Yeah. A couple of questions. Throw them at me. At me. So you, uh, I can't deny you guys. You look great at the RBC. Yeah. Like, can you explain for yeah. the listeners what was the decision or the thinking in the decision to go white sneakers and white white bow tie? So, fair question. Thank you for your question. Um, much appreciated. I like it was a black and white. It was a black theme or black white tie event. So white sneakers, I find is in style right now. You're not. So wrong. I got I got a little bit of an upgrade. I went to spring the week before and got a dressier white pair to go with the white bow tie. And I was probably, Robbie, the only person in that whole building that had white shoes on. So I thought I looked pretty slick and I would, like, I wanted to be bright. out there. I wanted to be unique. I could have went black and then the white bow tie, but I could have, I would have had like a James Bond kind of moment. So I went with the white sneakers. But you, you wanted to stand out at your first gala, yeah. Yeah, I wanted I to stand out. I had a great time. A great Everyone time. tell you like how big of a legend your dad is uh, around the, the RBC walls or no? Yes. Yes, as soon as you say your name, as in Tommy, you're like, oh, Paul's son. I'm He's kind of, I knew he was pretty popular, but going to an event like this with every other person from Northern Ontario, Paulie's kind of a rock star. Kind of a rock star. Very proud Love to be his son, I will say, for sure. Love that. Yeah. Robbie B., how you doing? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you want to sit good? back? You want to sit back and you have an extra three hours? Hey, Robbie. Things yeah, things are good. Um, I feel like the lifestyle stuff just makes such a difference in a great gym routine right now, too. Uh, How's the knee been treating you, buddy? Knee's been good. I'm on a good, yeah. uh, new physio program uh, with uh, actually Jim Mary Angela uh, goes to here. Got uh, got a little four-week program that I'm on and then going to get treatment once a week. Kind of feel like a million bucks. Um, feeling great at volleyball, too. We had a double header yesterday. Ooh. Double L's for the team. Not Ooh. great, but we won a set. So vibes were immaculate, honestly. Um, and I also hit, like, one of my best shots of all time. I did, like, a – I went up on the right side for, like – I also haven't been able to hit the ball great. So I went up on the right side, but it kind of was coming to my left. So I was able to kind of change midair, hit it with my left side point. Hey, how are you? I thought I destroyed my ankle on the landing. Um, but nonetheless, doing well here. Uh, I'm pumped for this week coming up. We've got two long weekends back to back. We've got National yes, Day of Truth yes. and Reconciliation on Monday. Uh, Thanksgiving the following Monday. 
I feel like everyone in the corporate life is just in the, it's like the dog days of fall. Like this is like the grind this last week. And then these next two like short weeks are just great. So I'm looking forward to it. Going to be back and to see you boys too this week. I'm couldn't be more excited. So immaculate vibes here. We're going to have a great weekend. We're going to have a great weekend. Honestly, I, I will be completely honest. I had a question for you, Robbie, but I'm exhausted boys. It's been a long week, long weekend. But you find time for for the podcast, Jim. You say week to week, you find that gas to come talk to you guys. Availability is will this. always be the best ability. Okay, wait. Before, is the best before we send you to your intro, Robbie had a couple questions. Mary Angela and the gym is she like is she assigned the contract to repost videos and stories all the time? <laughs> it feels like it's been like a two year heater of every single day. Oh, yeah. But, like, who's taking the videos? Is it, like, the owner? All the trainers have access to the account. So, basically, they just post 24-7. Yeah. I I, I mean, it's great. Marketing, baby. It's great marketing. Great marketing. And I got to get Jono on that. Like, hey, man. I won Basement's Fitness Man in 2017. Yeah, and instead of sending us... You work on videos, you just get the basement to post. I love sending you guys videos. That assault bike one I sent you was ridiculous. I did this challenge that they have with uh, Pat Mario's and like winner of the challenge and the raffle, whatever gets a gift card. It was nuts. It was nuts. I won't get into details because I want to bore, uh, you know, make the listeners switch podcasts. You set the record? I was, I'm, I'm T1 right now. Tied for first. And for this uh, challenge. So. Wow. Don't don't let me get into the basement. Be careful. <laughs> well, this weekend, buddy, I'll have you come in for a lift. Hey, how are you? Chimo, you're yeah, back buddy. in solitary confinement now. You're in the dog days of confinement at the moment. How you Jim, doing? How, how's it going, so, buddy? I literally only talk to you on this show. So everyone listening, especially Zach Matheson, you are the worst texter I'm in the world. In the world. Yeah, in the world. Good. We'll have to get you some texting class. Like, I try to be soon. good. I, uh, but I, th- I don't think I, you've honestly, ever been good though. Is, I don't think you've is, ever been good. I think I just forget to answer, and I thought I answered, and it's <laughs> like the worst. And I do it all the time. So, uh, yeah. It's, but do you yeah, ever have tough. that thought of like, like I, I get what you're saying, and then you send the text, but you actually don't. But you, you never have that thought of like. Oh, he didn't answer me or she didn't answer me. You never have that thought that you go back and check that you're like, oh, I actually didn't send it. Do you know no, what I mean? It, it doesn't cross it, my that, mind. That never come like. I, I, I. You send text, like 400 texts text a day is yeah, what you're saying. So like, you know, and then I'm, and then I'll scroll through sometimes. Robbie, are you, are you listening to this guy like, right now? Are you like, listening to this guy? I'll scroll through my messages and be like, damn, I totally forgot to answer this person. I think Robbie B, I sent Robbie B a TikTok uh, and I. I didn't. I just never answered him. Okay, so are you a guy that has like messages on, like your phone, as in like eighty eight, ninety, a hundred, always at like no, the number I showing? Always, I always look at them and then I don't answer. I don't know. See, what's I wrong can't. With me. I can't go to bed without it at like zero. Well, need... same here. See, I just. I guess I look at them and then I never answer. So, okay, so well, Jim, that's, you're just not here, a good friend, man. No, here, here's where I think you could change. I used to do the same thing where you would read a message and be like, I'll get back to them. And then it's three days later and you're like, oh shit, I never <laughs> replied to like Jim. So then I turned on like read receipts, read receipts, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Smart man. Smart man. And then I was kind of like, well, another person that knows I've read the message 
So I kind of have to reply. And if not, if I forget to reply, because like, honestly, there's sometimes where you read a message and you're like doing it in the meeting and like at work and then somebody calls you out in the meeting and it's like, oh shit, I got to talk. And then you forget to get back to the message. Then the person is like, well, you read my message. Like, get back to me. I got a question for you. So they double text. That's all you need. Turn on reader seats, Jim. Yeah, and maybe that's the play. Maybe that's I have, the play. Jim, I, I upgraded to it. I have upgraded tried, to it. Uh, I tried like unreading text. Like, you know, you can unread text now, but it's no. it's not. It's the same thing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. So maybe, yeah, I'll try reader seats. Here's yeah, another question good. I got for you, Jim, for be, yeah. you being so popular. Um, have you ever woke up in the morning without any texts? Yes. Oh, yeah. All the time. Hmm. Okay. All the time. I'm up at I'm up at seven thirty. That's what yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um how are you doing, buddy? Boys, That's, yeah. I felt like I started school uh yesterday and I'm going back to placement in a week's time, almost uh, just over a week's time. It's insanity. Um we're having a fantastic time here in North Bay. Um yeah, it's 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 so busy. You just don't really think. I mean, teachers' colleges. It's a it's a funny. It's a funny. It's a good time. It's a good time. Teachers' college. Some of the assignments are uh, a little tedious here, but yeah, we'll, we'll get. Hey, it. man, you're making friends that you're to have for the rest of your life. Exactly, exactly. That's like that's like the best part of it all. That's the only reason we come back. Um, other news. Uh. You know, folks, we're going to be uh, at the Sudbury Wolves game. We are season ticket holders. Friday night, mm-hmm. Chim has got the call. I got the call. I'll be up in the booth with David Here Bowen. We go, Chim. CKLU Here we go, Chim. 96-7. I'll be the color commentator um, for that game. Home opener against the Brantford Bulldogs. I'm excited. I'm fired up for that. So that'll be good. I got the boys coming then from North Bay to come play the ID Tom on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a good time. And then we got boxing Saturday night at Top Glove, ten fights, eight p.m. at Top Glove, just off Lawrence Street. It is going to be absolutely electric. Um, the weekend's jam packed. It's a yeah, followed by a little bit of R and R. I think uh, maybe a little, yeah, on the on the Sunday, on yeah. football, football Sunday, football, maybe a little yeah. bonfire, Robbie B, because you're not going back till Monday, Tuesday, all week. You're uh, here. I ain't out. I ain't out of suds until Friday, boys. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, that. okay. We're gonna. Yeah, my people will talk to your people. Yeah, exactly. So One, yeah, two, it, three, drop. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cuatro. Mm. Yeah. No. Uh, it's been uh, it's been nonstop here though. It's been nonstop. Um, Tom, you mentioned your TV debut. We're just yeah, we're, buddy. We're, we're touching them all, Joe. Uh, here around here. Um, hey man, we're filling in lanes. You guys stepped in when I was uh, away this weekend. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, we had a great, yeah, a great interview. Great interview. Obviously, yeah. we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, touch that. It is around the boxing world. You may have seen it on their story as well. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Bile Steel performers of the week. Tommy, I'll go first. It basically got leaked before the actual organization posted it, and I was texting the individual that uh, is my performer. And he was like, yeah, I don't know how it got out type of thing, but uh, mentioned him on Lace Him Up. You're to hear me talk a little bit about uh, him this Friday. But uh, Zach Shrew is my BioSteer performer for being 
captain or the next captain of the Flint Firebirds organization. So congrats, uh, little G. That's what everyone calls him. I know Demi is very happy for you for being an older brother and very well deserving. Very well deserving. Love it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Rabibi. I'm staying on the ice, staying in the O, but going to the Eastern Conference. My bias to performer this week, the Wolves own Jabril Toure, big three-year entry-level contract with the Sen sign this week. Like, what a story, boys, when you think about it. Um, actually, I think it was Benny Leeson had a good write-up. Um, actually, sorry, Jeff Giffen um, in the Subbury Star just talking about um, his last, like, five years of hockey, which is crazy. Went from AAA to tier two to Hawkesbury um, in the CCHL where he played for then coach and GM Rick Dorval, who also could honestly be a bio steel performer this week. For his um, yeah. For, for finding uh, Jabril kind of as a diamond in the rough here. Um, he uh, Rick ends up going to the wolves, brings to Ray as a free agent, walk on to, to, to camp makes the team out of the camp. And a year later, as a three-year deal with an NHL team, it's it's absolutely wild. What a story! Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit. Obviously, not as like I feel like the Phillips story was a little bit more like always played like high-level hockey was always kind of the top of his group. Um, but this I feel like is just hard work, determination, and just wanting to to better your craft. So, um, shout out Biostate performer this week is uh, Jabril Toure. Big Love it. big. Big year coming up too. We'll talk about it in the in the previews. Nice. I love it. I love it. Robbie. Nice. Jim, um, don't don't mess it up, buddy. We're two for two here. And we're gonna go three for three. Chloe Lacasse, former guest. Oh boy. And the Canadian women's national soccer team. You know, they could have rolled over from the World Cup. They could have, you know, gave up and and you know take from what happened to the World Cup and, and yep. keep it coming. But they turned it around. They beat Jamaica twice in Jamaica and in Toronto. They were down one nothing. Chloe Lacasse scored one of the nicest headers I've seen. Um, nothing like just got in there like a pit bull and just put that thing home. Um, it was so sick to see. And Canada's off to the Olympics. They have officially qualified. That was to clinch the qualifiers. So they're off to Paris 2024, trying to defend their gold medal. And Robbie B, we talked about this. If they just, I don't know, if they played this way, if they had this type of lineup in the World Cup, we could have seen a different fate. Now, I know Jamaica is not uh, a top team, but... Lacasse played lots of minutes. She started and made things happen. She scored to get the team tied with the with Jamaica. I don't know. I think they missed out big time on the World Cup. Hopefully they make it up uh at the Olympics. So but Lacasse was electric. Uh, her family was there. So big battles to a performer. If people don't know her now, I don't know. Like she should be an a household name. Unbelievable goal, so, man. Robbie B, thoughts? Well, okay, so I have two thoughts that originally come to my mind. First of all, on the playing time, why was the thought process, like, Chloe going into the World Cup was the most dangerous player in the women's game up front. You could argue, like, really tore up. Porto was one of the top signings of the summer going to Arsenal. 
and she was coming off the bench Benfica. and then was or Benfica, sorry, good call. Um Get your free call. And, <laughs> <laughs> um and anyway, was creating chances every time she was on. And I don't know what like anyways, coaching staff finally figured it out, but I guess it took them an early exit um from the World Cup to to figure it out. And she was lights out. Like just go watch you don't even gotta watch the full recap of the game, just the highlights. And was was electric in the celly too. How about the energy on the celly? Like so good. It was just perfect. It was just perfect, perfect. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. The the game was uh, sold out uh, as well, so that was uh, awesome to see. It's awesome, great stuff. Um, okay, on to the Corny's bulletin board we go. Let's start it off with the survivor pool real quick. We are yeah. down to twenty one players. We started with 84. 63 have been eliminated in the first three weeks. BTB picks is still still alive. alive. Yes, Jim. Yes, buddy. Still alive. Yes. Um, Let's go over some of the big upsets uh, from last week. Jacksonville lost. uh, Kind of a cheeky pick um, for many. Mm -hmm. Dallas was the big one, of course. Um, I watched that game. Because I have CD Lamb as uh, you're not my you're not convinced, eh? Dak Prescott throwing down the middle on the goal <laughs> line to triple coverage to nobody was one of the most insane. What things was your ever. reaction? What was your reaction? What was your reaction? I was here with the boys, and we all stood up like, "What the f- happened?" <laughs> what? I I literally said before the play, I said, "Here we go, CD Lamb out to the pylon." Done. This is like a, an easy play, and he throws down the middle. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. Triple dude. coverage. It was insane. Um, and one person lost on uh, on Baltimore. A uh, couple people lost on Baltimore, on Baltimore against well. Indianapolis. So, yeah. Insane. We have twenty one left. Just like that. Just like that. In Jim, the, this uh, week look pool. looks a little hard to pick, man. I know there's there's a lot of tough games to pick. Uh, there are a lot of tough games to pick. We have the Toilet Bowl, Denver, Chicago. Um, <laughs> Denver is a dumpster fire. They're horrendous. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens here. It's going to be uh, it's gonna half be my half my team in fantasy. Um, Jim is hurt, but the one guy already. Yeah, Mike Williams from fantasy the Chargers ACL yeah. tear, like done. Yeah. Oh. Um. Kelsey was hurt first week. So I've been rotating Brandon Ayuk from the Niners receivers out for me right now. But the one guy, like I mentioned him um, moments ago, Travis Kelsey, boys, his stock is just going up and up. So he's going to get a touchdown. He's he's getting a touchdown every game now from now on to the end of the year, for sure. Well, we talked about it in the four-pack. Stock's not only going up from this football game, but obviously the the recent Taylor Swift news. Insanity. Um but yeah, that's the uh, yeah the NFL. Survival. Twenty people, okay, Jim. Let's uh let's twenty one. Yeah, let's figure out. Let's win one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the OHL season is getting underway here. It is an exciting time if you are a Subway Wolf fan. It's the same time if you're an OHL fan. Um. It's the start of the year. All the anticipation. What's going to happen? I am so excited to see. Uh, what happens here before we get into that Tom you yeah buddy like you mentioned you were on lace them up with uh, East Link uh, and Amanda 
and Thomas Mercier. So that was uh, a ledger. I cannot wait to see how it went. Tom, you had your net notes prepped, got in the studio. You're in there like Bietzka on, on the mic. <laughs> I am excited to see yeah, buddy. Uh, how it went. Take us through it, buddy. How was it? Um, I won't lie. I was a little nervous walking in there. Kind of feels like Hollywood. That's like the first time I'm walking into a studio like that. I think, Robbie, you've done it before. But the lights, Chim, you have your own individual camera that looks like it's like 30 grand right in your dome, right in, right in your face. And you don't actually know how you look. But I had a moment where, where we're set up at the table and I look back at like the video room or wherever they're recording. And you can, it's just like a monitor screen of just your face. And I'm like, this camera directly right here is just on me. I'm like, oh my God. So then, then like we, we, Obviously, did the intros and everything. I, Chim, I don't know how I sound. I probably marble mouthed some words, but I was prepared. I had the notes. First TV I had some. I, yeah. I had some hot takes. I gave Tom Mercier um, one guy I want the Wolves to trade for, which we'll get into. And I thought I did pretty good. So you can, yeah, like you said, you can see it on Eastlink Channel Ten um, if you got Eastlink provider. But I'll give you the actual HD channel because I know no one doesn't watch stuff in HD anymore. Uh, give me a second here. Where is it? Channel 610 for Eastlake. And Lake when's it airing? 6.30 this Friday before the Wolves home opener. And then it's going to be on two weeks um, at boys. different times for a couple weeks. There we go. Love so, it. Amazing. Cannot yeah. wait to watch that. I am And ch- I think clips are coming. I sh- uh, Amanda texted me tonight. I think clips are coming our way shortly. So Awesome. I am so excited to watch. So excited. Um. Okay, so it's OHL preview. This is how we're going to do it, folks. Uh, each of us are going to take turns here. I think we'll, we'll each cover a division, and then we'll do one together here. Um, so we'll start with the power rankings, and then we'll go division by division. So the top 16 teams uh, came out by OHL and OHL Media. Uh, London is ranked 1, Saginaw 2, Ottawa 3, uh, Wolves are mentioned at five, um, and we will uh, go through the whole thing as we go division by division here. But those are some notable names to start off here. But let's go division by division. Tommy. Yes. Starting us off with the central, buddy. I think let's go central last. Let's go central, central last. last. Okay. Actually, Roberto, you take you take the east division. Talk to us yep. about the east here. Okay, wait, Robbie, before you dive into the East, I will give you what the standings were last year. Yep. And then perfect. we can kind of talk about it. Okay, yep. so in the East, you had obviously the 67s in, uh, at first with 107 points. You had Peterborough with 74 points at second. You had the Hamilton Bulldogs that are now called the Brantford Bulldogs at third with 71. Oshawa Generals at fourth with 58 points. And Kingston in fifth in that division with 57, but not far off from Oshawa. So, Robbie, take it away. Yeah, I think no surprise in this one. I really like um, Ottawa a lot, uh, biased as a as a season ticket holder here too. Um, I just think the team the, there's so many returning guys coming back. Um, both goalies on uh, for them, uh, Colin McKenzie and Max Denoso coming back. Both it was a solid one too for them last year. Their decor um, is also like I I know they lose um, a couple big pieces from last year, but um, that when you look at like what might be their Achilles heel, I think that might be it for them is, is kind of their decor going to the year. They're going to need big guys, like guys to step up huge and eat some of those uh, minutes that the big guys had last year. Like Frankie Morelli's a guy for me 
um, that had a good first couple of rounds last year that Ricky really kind of showed up in the playoffs who I think he could have a big, uh, big year this year. The other one I look at is Henry Muse. He was their first round pick from 2022. Um, I think he could have a big year as well. So I think a couple of those guys on the back end and then up front for them, like I think it's going to be led by Brady Stonehouse candidly. Like he's just a jackrabbit out there, honestly, like um, just built thick, runs through guys, can put the puck in the back of the net. Um, So be looking for a big year from him. He also got a camp invite um, from Edmonton. I don't think got drafted um, this year, but uh, was a camp invited to Edmonton and and hasn't materialized yet. But um, another last one to mention up front, I think is just Luca Pinelli. Um, Second round pick to, um, uh, to Columbus um, this year as well, or actually I should say it was a fourth rounder to, uh, to Columbus uh, as well this year. But it's just a guy who's like very skilled, like very similar to his brother with good shot, good pass as well. So I think candidly for them, like that's who I'm looking at, who's going to kind of run away in a way with the division. Um, I think the Pete's are going to take a massive step back, like getting rid of Simpson, I think. And like they had, there's a ton of guys on that team graduating. Like it's not going to be the same. Um, Absolutely no. Yeah. yeah. Like last so, year was their year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that one might be a little bit tougher. I don't have good as good visibility. I think on Oshawa, I think they're, they're a team this year that's going to have to make, they've got to take a step from where they were at last year. Um, maybe Brantford's the only one. I know they had a great preseason. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just look at this one. And I think like for me, it's a clear cut Ottawa number one and uh, on the East side. I don't know if you guys got thoughts on it. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think Robbie, yeah, well I, done, buddy. I, I do like your takes, Robbie. But I think Ottawa definitely is up there. There is a chance maybe they get Pavel Mintuyov back, um, as well. Uh, we'll see if he stays up, uh, in the NHL. Um, I forgot they, about that trade, dude. They, That's a yeah, massive guy to come back. They obviously, uh, Got rid of Jack Beck, obviously managing always. Doesn't look like Jack Matier will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, there. Um, not too sure. Uh, it looks like he'll be uh, staying up though with the Nationals AHL system. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I do like uh, I do like uh, your takes. But again. Like we said last year, we noticed after the World Juniors, everybody started coming back um, to the old team. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, like your takes there, Robbie. Tom, you got some? Yeah, and I wanted to mention just two northern boys on Peterborough. I think they're a tech are gonna take a take a step or step up. Uh, Chase LaFive and uh, our boy, the better McHugh, Sam McHugh. I think uh, they're gonna get bigger roles with the club and hopefully take a step forward and produce a little bit more. So there we go. Okay. Yep. All right. Off to the central, Tom, over the standings last year. You had North Bay at first with 99 points. You had the Barry Colts at 93 points. You had our Wolflers, Emory Wolves, in third at 71 points. You had the Mississauga Steelheads at 68 points. That actually stole a couple of games in the playoffs from North Bay. And you had Niagara Ice Dogs uh, last in that central division with 33 points. There we go. All right. So this is how I think it's going to play out. This, you could probably say, is your group of death right here. Um, the, you can't uh, put away North Bay. We'll see what happens if they start selling or not. Barry's still going to be there um, with, obviously, Bo Aiki, uh and, and their pieces. They're going to be very good. Um, I do have the Wolves up top. This is the yeah, Wolves' buddy. Here we best go. chance. 
since 2006-07 to be a contender in the OHL. It's been a long time. The Wolves are very deep up front. We'll see how Jakob Vondras is uh, in the back end. Cannot wait to see how he plays. And then on defense is where we're lacking. Will Jabril Toure come back? I'm not sure. But if we have a healthy Nolan Collins and Ania is going to be in there, they're going to eat a lot of minutes. Do I think Rob Papado needs to go and get a defenseman? 1,000%. Mm-hmm. They need to go out and get somebody. And Tom, I think you mentioned, you were yeah, mentioning buddy. On, on Lace Him Up. Yeah, and tell them. It was um, so the part of the segment everyone's going to hear it was a difference maker in the West, a difference maker in the East. And at first, Amanda wanted us to go to the East person, but I said, I'm going to go to the West, Amanda, because as soon as I say who my East one is, Tom Ball might go, might, you know, fuel, fuel up here. So I gave my West prediction and I went to the East, Ty Nelson. I think he's going to win D Man of the Year. If North Bay, sorry, Chem, I know, you know, you're in the city right now. I kind of hope they have a sluggish year. And I would sell the farm they for this guy. Start, yeah, if they want to I would sell the farm out, for this 100%. guy. Sudbury's got a yeah. ton of picks. I think he's the D-man they miss. He can run your power play. That's been average, I think. Yeah, at one point, Jim, last year, we've said it a thousand times on the podcast. They had five forwards running the power play. That shouldn't happen. And Ty Nelson's the guy to not only to run the power play, but he's a great leader. Um, and I had that little bit of a hot take on Lace Him Up. And I think I uh, like Amanda and Tom were on board for that. But yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a huge haul to get them, but I yeah. think you try, try to push for it. I think, yeah, there's a lot of picks on the shelf to dish, and I think we have a lot of young prospects, too. If we want to go for it, this is the year. Mine as well. And um, he'll play 40 minutes, man, in the playoffs. Yeah. Who cares? These guys a machine. Yeah. Throw him out there every second Absolutely. shift. So I have the Wolves up top uh, of the division, and then I would say it's a battle between North Bay and the Colts as uh, as of right now, and I would not count out the Mississauga Steelheads. They took North Bay six games last year with a ton of rookies and young players. Um, they have a great young core, and I think uh, they could turn a lot of heads this year as well. Niagara, it's pretty easy. They're not going to be doing too much. Um, I think you know uh, their organizations in the, in a little bit of a, a rebuild here. Let's put yeah, it that let's, way. There you um, go, buddy. Off to the West, we go Midwest Division. Tom, take it away. Midwest. Okay, so London Knights finishing first at 92 points. Guelph at second with 75. The Owen Sound Attack at 73, just behind Guelph. Kitchener Rangers at fourth at, with 72 points, so very tight division. And Erie with 49 uh, to round out that Midwest. So, Jim, you mentioned, I mentioned it on Lace Em Up, and I'll mention it to you guys. London, I think, is out and out to win the West and obviously win this Midwest Division. Um, they're loaded up front uh Easton Cowan obviously I'm a little biased with him getting picked by the Maple Leafs he's looked great for them uh in the exhibition series so far with the Leafs Denver Barkey as well uh 59 points last year another really skilled forward this is a name for you Jim and he came he was in the import draft in 2022 um for London Casper Haltonen is coming over and I talked to the insider don't want to say his name this guy's legit probably another 80 plus uh, point person for for London up front. Obviously, their D-man, we all know who they got. They got Oliver Bonk, uh, Sam Dickinson, who's going to be a top 10 pick this year in the NHL, Isaiah George, um, NHL draft pick to the Islanders. So when you have three or four studs that are all NHL draft pick, obviously it helps coming back to, to a major junior league and just dominating. And Robbie mentioned they traded um, – the Peter Bopeets traded Michael Simpson this week. It was perfect timing. Crazy. When I was on, when I was on uh, Lace Em Up, we mentioned that. So 
You got a guy that basically won you the OHL championship for just bringing the team all the way. Obviously, Peterborough had a very, very good team, um, but having a good goalie is is very critical. So they go out and get the guy that beat beat them technically. So yeah, uh, pretty cool moment for him. He actually played junior hockey for London growing up for the U16 team. So he's basically go. wearing the same colors. I mentioned that and lace him up. Help with that, Jim. Nice. There. So they got a goalie. They have a core of defense. They have a great organization with the Hunters. They have these core forward groups. And not to They're mention, Jim, Lennon's you, you, mentioned, you mentioned a few guys that can come back after World Juniors. Logan Mayu is another one that can very well come back. So this yeah. team can be very, very scary. Uh, and Callen, to wrap up, yeah. wrap up that Midwest division, I mentioned um, Matthew Potra as well. I keep on going back to lace him up. I think he's the biggest guy in the West to, for a difference maker. This guy had 79 assists last year. Not points, assists. So he can take that Guelph Storm on his back and carry them. I think they finished second as well. Owen Sound Attack, obviously Kobe Barlow is a huge pick for them. 18th overall to win a pig, or 17th overall to win a pig. Another guy that's might make an NHL camp, but probably will come back and you know produce at a high level, 40 plus goals for you yeah. again. And uh, Kitchener, I mean, it, Guelph, Owen Sound, Kitchener, you can go two, three, four anyway. Um, Kitchener obviously sweeping wins their last year in the first round. I think they're they're due to do very well again. They're not even in this preseason rankings, which is ridiculous to me. Um, they're not even yeah, there. I think they are losing uh, quite a few pieces. I don't know if they blow it up or not. Um, you know, Mitch Martin's a piece. Who knows? We could probably see yeah, that move. That's fair at some point, but not to be uh, in even. The preseason rankings, I know preseason yeah, doesn't matter. Like sure. They should be in there for what they did alone last year in the playoffs. And then Erie, I think they're going to have a little bit of a slower year. So um, they're kind of rebuilding like Niagara is as well. So that's what I got for you, buddy. I think London is front runner to win the West. They're going to go head-to-head with Saginaw, which we'll get into next. Yeah. But, It'll be exciting um, to see uh, Matthew Schaefer uh, play for the Erie Otters and see first how overall. He, he does there. Um Obviously, Stan Butler back uh, behind the bench as well. So it'll be, uh, be interesting uh, to see how that goes. Um, okay. To the West. West Division. Yeah, let's take it here together, boys. Um, number let me read, one, I think. Let me, is, yeah, let me read you the standings yeah. from last year because it's yeah. going to be a little bit yeah. different. Uh, Windsor was first in that division last year with 94 points. Sarnia was in second with 91 points. The Saginaw Spirit, who are hosting the Memorial Cup this year, at 77 points. Flint just behind them. 75 points and the Sioux Greyhounds last in that division at 55. So, Chem, there we go. Talk about it. It's gonna look a little different. Um, I think Saginaw obviously hosting the Memorial Cup, they're gonna load up. Their team was great last year, and they're gonna be even better this year. Um, at the one spot, and then I think from there it's kind of a, a free for all. Could I see the Sioux up there? Yes, um, could definitely see, uh, maybe. Flint get in the mix uh, as well there. But again, this is all preseason. There's going to be a lot of pieces being moved around the OHL, I think, this year. And a lot of people are going to want to be heading to uh, Saginaw. So what do you guys take on that? I, I also, think the Sioux. Fully right. Sue's a, yeah, Sue's a, a young squad. We're going to see Brady Martin out there, Tom, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm excited buddy. to see him play. Yeah, buddy. Um, I think they're they're a good young squad. So, um. I think that could be your one, two, three there. Maybe a, a Sag, Flint, uh, Sue. But yeah, what's your take? I th- I think alone, 
Saginaw having the rookie of the year, Michael Misa. This guy had exceptional status in the league and he won rookie of the year. Like he's going to take another leap. Like he's not, I don't think when someone's this good, they don't take a step yeah. back. So like he's going to carry this team um, a little bit more of extra energy. Like I know it's totally, and you guys are going to laugh at me. You, you both will laugh at me. It's a little bit different when you know you're hosting a tournament at the end of the year and you're oh, already yeah. in. Like, I'm going back to my Telescope days. I already knew I was playing hockey in April, no matter what. So you're building that chemistry basically for eight months instead of, like, five with a team. So they're going to bond. They have extra fuel to obviously do well in the regular season and then hopefully win the whole ship at the Memorial Cup. So I think, uh, man, the West is a scary, scary division to be in. Yeah, um, I think the only maybe the only upgrade Sag could make would probably be in between um, the net. pipes. Yeah, yeah. In between the pipes, you have uh, Andrew Oki and Brett Fullerton, two o fours, um, that are that are going to be uh, in between the pipes here. Um, we'll see how that goes. I think you know, a guy in that division that may be looking at a contender to go to would be a Benny Goudreau. Um, but yeah, that's just a that's a little take there. I think they're going to away load spot up. though, right? Benny Goudreau, he's an away see. spot, eh? Yeah, let's yeah. put it put it this way. Saginaw will be having a lot of moves to make. Talk right. about it, that 04 class, though. The 2004 so birth year. Wow, the OAs the following year are going to be something. Um, what do you think of... Uh, do you think that there's any chance that your battalion would trade, like, DiVincentis? 100%. What, if they're 100%. in the middle of the pack? I if almost thought if, about If the they have wolves. no shot at it, why wouldn't they? I almost... And I... I know the Wolves have two good goalies, but well, I almost before said, they got before they got Vondras, that was the that was the talk. Maybe get well, Jim, Jim, we talked about them going for Simpson like right after Peterborough beat London. I'm like, somebody's got to get this guy next year. Yeah. Like, go get him now. Yep. But then they got Jakob. So we'll see, man. Also, I uh, I I haven't paid much attention to the 06 birth year, but um, how about Sarnia having two? Northern boys behind the pipes. They got Carson Chartier back there. Oh six Sudbury kid, mm-hmm. and then they've got yep. uh, Benny Goge. So I, I I like Sarnia now. So <laughs> they're your pick. See how that we'll yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll, one we'll person I forgot to mention from the East Division from the Brantford Bulldogs, Nick Lardis, Jim. Okay, this guy probably is going to get 80, 90 points this year. He had only 46, but it was in 33 games. Like, he's a third-round pick to Chicago in 2023. Him alone can win you many, many games. So my my projection for this guy, 80, 90 points. He played for the U18 team for Canada. Um, The insider gave me that knowledge. Nick Lardner is going to have a pop-off here for them. So There you go. I wanted to mention that. that. Love that. Um, Okay, that wraps up the divisions here. My East and West final, if I had to give it to me, Jim. It, it's Sudbury Saginaw, and I, and that's that's what I'm going with. I'm going Sudbury Saginaw. Tom. Yeah, buddy. I I'll give you yeah, my West Sag pick. Pull a Windsor though. I'll give you. I'll give you my my West pick, and I forgot to mention Max McHugh's on London as well. Okay, <laughs> add that little. Shit to the yep. mix. Okay. Yep. He's a playoff guy. They're my pick. They're my pick. They're bitter from last year. Unfinished business. This team's going to turn it around. I'm, Jim, maybe Saginaw is Windsor. You never know. 
they're already in, man. They're already in. It's it's yeah. it's hard. It's hard to like want to win when you don't need to. Like you you yeah, actually don't. Enough. You don't you don't fair need enough. to get to the dance. Yeah. So London's my West pick. A lot of things have to go well for Sudbury. It's just everything's got to click. I know they have the firepower. The one thing that I'm a little bit questioned about is their ability to gel all together. I found the discipline part. I found they're a little bit selfish. If they can figure it out, Jim, play as one unit together, they're my pick to win the East. There we go. And I think the difference maker is, and I said it a thousand times, you get your butt into that locker room for a pregame speech. You're the cabbie of the Wolves. They win the East <laughs> single-handedly. Hey, like, I'm, I'm always you're ready. ready. I know you're ready, I'm buddy. A, I'm ready to go. I'm chomping at the bit. Robbie B? If Jim gets in my lo- in that locker, my pick is the Wolves. Um, <laughs> in the East final, I, actually, I, I, I do think it's going to be an Ottawa Wolves East final. Um, I think a lot of things have to go right. I also see the Wolves starting off sluggish. I don't know. I just you, yeah, I've got that a lot of pressure on team. them. Yeah, lots of pressure. They've just got to figure it out. Um, I think we're gonna get into the coaches or not the coaches poll, the media poll. Um, next two in the season preview. I just feel like there's like, gonna be a ton of pressure on Goyette and Musty just to put up points, and that's gonna lead to a lot of early frustration. Decor isn't necessarily quite there yet, where I think they need to be to get to an East final or an OHL final. So. I think there's going to be some growing pains there until uh, management makes a couple moves. So I don't know. I see Wolves 67s East final. I th- I think 67s are just, they're more, they learned, I think a lot from last year, a little bit. They're going to be built for playoffs, especially, especially if they get Pavel Minchikov back, like they become far and away. I think the team out East West I'm with Tom. I think London's going to kind of, not run away with it because I think it's going to be a really good West final, but I've, I've got London and, and SAG, I think, meeting in the West, um, but London going through and eventually winning the the league too. Yeah. Um, I think the Mem Cup though this year, it's going to be won by an OHL team. Like talent. I love year, it. I love it. Loaded. Talent this year is loaded. So um, I don't know. I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be a great year. I think we're going to follow along too. I mean, the only thing for like, People got to get to this rink in Sudbury just to watch watch this team play and cheer this team on because I'm excited, man. Like if they start making a run and we get and we start to get some special. spring hockey here, like it could be look special because this city needs and it. watch out for the content of behind the bench. My lord, can you give us a run to the play to the ship? Goyette and the boys, do I ask for much? Jim, not to mention, Goyette might be the best player in the league this year. Yeah. He had 90 Very points, well. 92 points. And we went to like every single game, I felt like quiet 92. Like there were some nights we were leaving there. Oh my God, this guy's supposed to do much better. Was supposed to produce more. He had 92 and we were complaining. Like he might go for 130. Guys, I'm going to give yeah, you an old step. wolves comparable. Tell me if I'm crazy. Does this not kind of feel like a Michael Scarbosa kind of year? He might go off, oh, man. Yeah. Keep That'd him on the line with Delic and Musty and don't break him up, Kenny, please. Kenny, you listening? Kenny, don't break him up. Give Let him go. You gotta have go. Delic on that line. Gotta have Delic on that and line. And you gotta play Goyette for the whole two minutes of a power play. He's not yeah. gonna, he's the OV. Stay on the ice. Yeah. Don't yeah. open the door. Don't yeah. open it. 
the wall and up front, the Wolves are, are deep. I think your boy Alex Franz is gonna take a step. This year he's gonna be player, coming man. off a of camp. You know what I mean? I think you're a little more confidence uh, in the boots here uh, on the way. So, um, so media had uh, questions here, um, and maybe we'll get your takes on here. Which team do you think will be the most surprising? Most surprising? Uh, my pick, Mississauga. Yeah, I agree. I was going to go Mississauga as well. Solely for what they did last year, and they were a younger team when yeah. they won two games against be a loaded North Bay team. And one in Mem Gardens, too. In the Gardens. And, Jim, yeah. you said that is That's the hardest. Hard stock. What a hard place rank to play. to play in. Yeah. 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 Good pick, boys. Thank I, you. Would, who would they have? I think Erie maybe is the most surprising. They did. Yeah. They did. Like, obviously, with like. Why? Because their pick alone for the number one overall pick? Like, here's the thing. I, I don't feel very positively as Stan uh Stan as a head coach. So I do feel like he's one of those old style guys that actually kind of brings locker rooms down a little bit more than he helps bring them brings them up or brings them up. I'm with you here on Mississauga. I think they're gonna be the team to watch. Like that's why this like there I don't think there's gonna be any easy points in the central for the Wolves. Like Yep. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, um, we're talking teams. I'm just going to give you one player, and I mentioned him before, Matthew Potter of the Guelph Storm. This guy, I watched him a few times last year. He's at Boston Bruins draft pick. You know if he's going to the Bruins, they know the pick is good. This guy's a stud, and I think he's going to produce. This is the, you know, the scoring you said, Tom? Yeah. 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 He's, uh, um, leading the league, yeah. Who's going to lead the league in scoring? Yeah, Tom, so you went with him? I'm going with Matthew Potter or Goyette. That's what I think I said on Lace Him yeah. Up. Oh, yeah, I think those it's guys. a no-brainer between those two. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys think any other one of the Wolves guys pushes with Goyette? Well, I think Musty's got to be up there. Yeah. has got to yeah. be up there. Well, every They're point playing Goyette together, gets, power exactly. play, right? Yeah. yeah. So one happens with the other, right? For sure. Um, best goaltender, I think it's pretty easy. Devin Chantis. It's probably going to be up there. You could probably say Michael Simpson he is from my London pick. is going to be up there. And dare I say Jakob Vontas from the uh, Serbia Wolves. Dare I, I say said that. it, Jim. I said it on Lace Him Up, I think. And I gave little Manny Mayu a shutout. He's been looking good. And Carolina is very impressed with him right now. So Yeah. Um, best D-man. Thought Ty Nelson's got my pick. And to go back on Ty Nelson, the only reason why I thought of this whole idea for him to go to the Wolfers, and I said it on um, on Lace Him Up, yeah. yeah, on this show, is because he's drafted by the same organization as David Goyette. And that's yeah, the only thing buddy, that came. I said, hey, they're probably friends at training camp. Get them together. They'll be like, hey, man, good to see you again. And then they're going to connect for 40-plus points together and win you a Mem Cup. I don't know. That's the only thing that came to my head. Also, we yeah. need some style. Not that the boys don't have style in the Wolves, but his style's off the charts. Dude, he looks like he's 30 playing against boys, man. He's built like a, a, a cigarette a machine. Brick, a brick house. <laughs> brick house. <laughs> uh, honorable, on, man. honorable mentions uh, from there. What do you think? Bonk probably is going to be up there. Uh, uh, Colby, Bar- Colby throw, Barlow for, Colby Barlow for scoring. Oh, Best D-Man? D-Man? Boeke, yeah, Bonk, um, Frick. That's probably my, yeah, a full yeah. season, though. You're trying to think of guys that play a full year. 
Yeah, I do like your scoring take. If Barlow's back, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, top rookie, rookie of the year. I'm not going to say it's Schaefer. I think I'm, I'm going to say it's Brady Martin. What I watched this guy do at OHL Cup, what he, I still have nightmares as a coach. This guy gets better as the game goes on and as his shifts get longer. He gets better when he's out there like the second minute of his shift. This guy must have 35 lungs. He is my pick, Jim, rookie of the year, for sure. And he can change that franchise around in a year, easily. Love it. He's that good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Robbie, you got anything? Good? Okay. That is the OHL breakdown, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we broke it down for you. Let us know what you think. Um, and we will see how it goes. It all starts Friday night. Sarbury Wolves, Brad, Brantford Bulldogs, home opener. Let's go. Um, on to the high school football update for you boys. Let's get do, you some do I owe you lunch, buddy? Week. Do I owe you lunch, buddy? You do, Tom. You do. It was only by four points, but St. Ben's beat St. Charles 14 to 10. Lively stomped Confed 43 to 8. And Llewellyn did away with LaSalle at 38-2. Games this week, St. Charles and Confed play LaSalle and St. Ben's. And your game of the week under the lights is getting provincial recognition. Llewellyn versus Lively, the two best Damn. teams in the league. If there was not a Wolves game happening, we'd probably be there watching that. So it is going to be a hell of a game to watch. Keep an eye out. Uh, Llewellyn versus Lively. The standings as they are right now, it goes Llewellyn, Lively, St. Ben's, LaSalle, Confed, and St. Charles. So there is your uh, update from high school football. Um, now, on to the Noge, Tom. We got mm-hmm. standings for you from the Noge. Powassan's up top in the east, followed by Hurst, Timmins, Iroquois, Kirkland, uh, Iroquois Falls, Kirkland Lake, and French River. In the West, the Sudbury Cubs are still undefeated, 6-0. Blind River follows them at 5-1, then followed by the Espanola Paper Kings, Sioux T-Birds, Sioux Eagles, and the Elliott Lake Vikings. Uh, We're still looking to get updates here on this Elliott Lake Vikings situation. I'm hearing that they may be playing in Massey. Uh, Not too sure exactly where uh, they're playing, but uh, hopefully we can get in touch with someone there and yeah. see what's going on there. Um, yeah, that's NOJHL. You guys got any other? Uh, yeah, I just, the, the Cubs are untouchable right now. And one guy I wanted to mention, Hutchin Chitteroni. We'll see him in Hudson, the blue. And, yeah. We'll see him in the blue and white for the Wolves a couple of games this year. I think so, for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Injuries always happen. The Wolves were injured last year quite a bit. And, um, and that's why the team needs to be close and have a good affiliation. You could call him up whenever you want. Like, he's yeah. right there. Like, yeah. practice with the team. Like, how great is that for his development? You know what I mean? Yeah, it should be. What should a be disaster he, that affiliation program player. is. He's going to be a top player for, for the Wolfers. Let's not get into it. I agree. No, I think it should just. I mean, yeah, I think we're it's, gonna brush it off. We can talk about four hours for that stuff. So yeah, it's it's crazy. I think you just let players play where they 
players play. Get called up wherever. I don't. I don't know. I don't get. You want to hear? You want to hear Paulie's favorite line? Players play, coaches coach. There you go. Boom. That's boom. it. Stay out of it. Managers <laughs> managers manage. There yeah. we go. Paulie V. <laughs> On to our interview, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Here that we go. We're going to be going to Top Glove to watch boxing this weekend, Saturday night. We have. Gord Apolloni, the founder of Top Glove, um, a one of the most decorated amateur boxing personalities uh, in Canada. And we got to talk to him uh, for a good time. Me and Mace went in the ring. It's going to be live on YouTube as well. So we got to see the whole gym, chat with Gordo. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome chat. So let's send that off to them now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special one for the boys. Um, we are here right now live at Top Glove Boxing Academy. And if you hear some of the bags hitting, some feet moving, I absolutely love it. We are in the middle of the ring and people are getting ready here uh, training. We absolutely love it. Our guest today has quite the resume. He's fought 86 career bouts, only losing 15 of them, and has been coaching some of the best boxers in Canada since 1990 with experience in the World Junior Games, Pan American Games, and the Commonwealth Games, and of course, the Olympics. This Saturday, they'll be showcasing some great Olympic-style boxing right here on 147 Lawrence Street in what will be one of the many great boxing events he's held. Please welcome Gord Apolloni to the B2B Podcast. How are you doing? Oh, thank you very much, Kate. Uh, Alex. And uh, this is just an honor having you here as, a, as an athlete at one point and uh, <laughs> now interviewing us for our next event. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course, of course. So, Gordo, can I take us through the event and, and what Saturday is going to look like? What can we expect from it? Well, it's going to be a, a, a very, very uh, special event because it's a tribute to Connie Hull. Connie Hull, uh, Con- Conrad slash Connie Hull. Uh, was a huge supporter of us ever since our our our, uh, our first day back in 1990. Uh, Connie was there supporting us with uh, the sponsorship and that, and uh, and then he uh, he he passed his um, um, business off to his son Kevin, and his, of course uh, the whole family uh, unfortunately tragically died in that plane crash. So what we did was we named the auditorium the Kevin Hull Memorial Boxing Auditorium. And uh, this uh, event will be a tribute to, to Connie for, for what he's done for us, uh, not only for us, but for the kids. Uh, he, Connie never wanted, wanted any, any kind of a right. notoriety, and, and uh, we are going to be giving it to him, even though he's gone. Uh, but uh, this is just the start of what we, what we want to do for him. Um, he's the one that actually uh, told us to start the top block on the wall which is right over there. Mm-hmm. And there, so there, each block is $1,000 or there's uh, four blocks for 25 and then five blocks for, for 4,000 and then the big one, $10,000 for, uh, for 15. So um, we're gonna be uh, having him up on the, on the, uh, on the, um, the heavyweight division one. His pitch will be up there and uh, we're gonna be really um, uh, celebrating uh, what he did for, yeah. for Top Glove. Oh, that's amazing. That's that, what this that's what this yeah. this one event is this for. Amazing. That's great stuff. And obviously, take us through the fights. You know, you were talking a little bit off the air. About ten fights you have going on this year. Exactly. Hill. And we have we have uh Gavin McIsaac, we have uh Daryl Savoy, and we have Jaden Lewis from our own gym, and we have Caleb Langwa from Valley East Boxing Club. So 
there's there's four local uh, locals on, on on the card. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have more, but uh, better than nothing, right? A hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. And um, take us through where the other boxers are coming from. They coming more down south. So we yeah. got uh, teams coming from Ottawa, uh, Sarnia, uh, Bramley, uh, Barrie. Uh, Montreal oh, so, uh, and Windsor as well. So. There you go. Good stuff. They're coming from all over the place. Yeah, I think the last time I went, so I've been to a few of these events and they're awesome. Like it's great, it's great uh, boxing, it's great entertainment. Last time you brought and you've done it multiple times. You brought guys in from Italy oh. um, and those world class, like amazing boxing. So I guess take us through the process, um, getting in contact with people from Italy and bringing them here. So. I've been all over the world, as, yeah. as, as you know, so I've got friends everywhere. <laughs> and uh, all I need to do is make a phone call or, or uh, send a text or an email and uh, see whether they're interested. As a matter of fact, we're, we're, we're in the midst of right now going to Morocco. So, oh, wow. Uh, we have, we're putting a team together. And uh, how, do, how do we do that? Well, we, we contact Morocco. They say, this is who we have, and then we say, well, this is who we have. We match them up, and then we have, we're, we're on Amazing. the way over. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so cool, so cool. Yeah. And you guys also went to Italy as well. I think it was last summer, right? Yep. Um, and fought right in, like, the middle of uh, a little piazza, piazza eh? <laughs> <laughs> You know what was so good about that? Yeah. Is that it's, it's known for its porchetta. Yeah. And, and, and there were five restaurants that sold Porqueta. Yeah. After the show, they gave us tickets to go and to go. Oh, it was incredible. That is awesome. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> that's amazing. Good and stuff. that's the best porqueta ever, right? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so let's take it right back to the start, Gord. You know, what got you into boxing um, and kind of take us through yeah, your whole start into boxing yourself? Well, uh, it's one of those typical stories where, you know, the, uh, the coach saw me fighting on the, on, on the, on the street. <laughs> In Copperglyph, back when I was going, going to school, there's a railroad tracks there. And literally, when you cross the railroad tracks, it was showtime. Uh, you know, so, and there was an English club that we, we called it the English club because the Italians couldn't go in there. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's how bad it was, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, long story short, uh, I had to learn how to, how, to, how to defend myself, going to school, coming home, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, and uh, from there, uh, I, I fought. I'm a four-time Canadian champion. I was ranked fifth in the world in 1979. Missed out on the Olympic Games in 1980. Uh, so, but um, I, I didn't. I, I could have just said, you know, yeah. Forget boxing. It's enough. Right. I said I'm going to give back. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing today. So yeah. it's amazing. Uh, in our own gym here, we've had the only the last male boxer to win a gold medal at a world championships came from Sudbury. Wow. Top Michael Stewart. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then we had two Olympians, uh, Phil Boudreaux and, and uh, Casey Patton. That's right. Amber Conical, first Siberian to, to women, uh, female, to win two Canadian titles and then go off to the world and pick up a bronze medal. Crazy. From Topgolf, from, yeah. from, from, from Subbury. That's you know? quite the resume. Yeah, yeah no, that's amazing. So. Yeah, great stuff. And so when, when you got into the ring, you started fighting, like, was there a moment for you where, like, yeah, you know what, like, I can pursue this at, a, at the highest level? Was there a moment for you? I just wanted to be the best. Yeah. Right from day one. Yeah, that's you what know, I that, that's, uh, that's, you know, I, and I guess that's just the, the way that we were brought up, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, becoming the best at whatever you do. Yeah, so. I love that. And you remember your first bout? Oh, yeah. Jesus, take yeah. us Yeah, take us through that first <laughs> bout. So, so... <laughs> I, I also played hockey. Yeah, yeah. And I played, uh, we played in Lavac. Um, I played against Dave, Dave Hanna. You remember, you know, Dave Hanna? Mm -hmm. He used to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Uh, the son of a gun was a good scorer. <laughs> we didn't win that game. I know that. <laughs> but uh, then I came home. I had supper. I relaxed. And then we went out to Valley East at the old Woodland Hotel. Uh, the ring was made of uh, four wooden posts and garden hose. Come on. Ropes. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a long one. Uh, yeah. December 1972. Wow. Three. Yeah. 1973. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I was 12 years old. Wow. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I fought uh, Clinton Haggard. Okay. And I, I, I beat him by a split decision, and I fought him again. I beat him by a unanimous uh, decision. Decision, yeah. and then I fought another fight in uh, North Bay. Then I fought him again. I beat him <laughs> again. The trilogy. So just, to, just to make sure I, I had it, right? No, but it, it was great. It was, uh, you know, at that point I said, okay, this is my sport. Yeah. I, I, I don't have to pass the puck, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all up to me. Cool. And yeah. if I don't do the row work or the whatever, then the <laughs> yeah. day, hey, yeah. you see it in the in the ring, right? Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So I guess, what would you say, like, your favorite part of boxing is? Like, I know there's so many aspects to it, and, you know, there's a lot of strategy. You know, there's also obviously hitting the guy, too. But, yeah, what was your favorite part of boxing? I'm a very detailed guy. Yeah. And uh, what I like is whenever I set things up or, or, or I co even in coaching, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the exact same thing. So every, every aspect and every movement has to be done properly. Mm -hmm. I guess that's all o OCD, I guess. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's, that's, and that's how you become a very good boxer mm -hmm. and a very good coach uh, is, is working on the, on the details. That's my, that's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And you can ask the, you know, the, the, the boxers here, uh, what do I harp on? The detail. The detail, yeah. The detail. Gotcha. So. No, that's amazing. Yeah, one of the questions I had was how much of it is, you know, strategy and art. And I think you, you, you said it right there. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing oh, yeah. uh, seeing those shots set up and, and, and defense and, and all that. Um, moving on now, so you mentioned the Olympics. And I've always wanted to hear this story because I always knew that you kind of got left out of the Olympics and it was kind of a... a a, a bad situation so I guess yeah take us through what happened there and and uh, yeah so the year before I went to the world championships I placed fifth in the world and uh, then the following year NATO decided not to not to attend um, uh, the Olympic Games in Moscow because Russia had invaded Afghanistan right now uh, people think that I've uh, that I've made the team I would have made the team, mm -hmm. but I didn't because I just said, you know, forget it. Well, yeah. why, why should I bother keep, keep right. on going? So I, for one year, I just sat there dormant and I didn't do anything. Uh, but the person that, 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 that won my division, I fought several times and, and, and beat him. Mm. So I would have made the team. Right. And, and uh, so that, that's the bottom line. So, you know, all this, all this crap that's happening with, with, the, with, the, with the, political, the political aspect mm -hmm. of it, it's just going to crush athletes. For sure. The athletes train four years in the pinnacle, and then they, they have it pulled away from them. Yeah. You know, with, with, with what's happening in, in the Ukraine, I don't even want to go there. Right. Uh, what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia, you know, leave that alone. Let them do whatever they're doing. Let the boxers box. Let, yeah. let the athletes compete, etc. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. It, 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 it's such a, a, a terrible situation just, you know, for you as well, uh, specifically being at the at the top of your game and not being able to go. But, hey, you still were able to showcase yourself elsewhere too. Well, you know what? Yeah. And, and, and that's what I do. So yeah. after 1980, I, I boxed for another three, three years. And... Uh, I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. I just didn't have the heart anymore. Right, and right. I understood that. Yeah. So before I got hurt, 
I stepped back from the game and I said, okay, breathe, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I came back as a coach. Yeah. And I started working. I, I did all my levels. Um, uh, I did my level one and level two here in Sudbury. And then uh, we had uh, an individual, Adrian T Teodorescu, mm -hmm. who was provincial coach at the time from Romania, right. came to Sudbury to do a, a, a coaching course. And he said, uh, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, there's an apprenticeship program in, in Toronto yeah. for coaches, and I'd like you to be you my, uh, my, uh, my apprentice. Yeah. So for a year and a half, I moved to Toronto, did my apprenticeship and coaching down there, wow. got my highest levels, uh, and I was one of the highest-ranking uh, coaches in Canada, youngest highest-ranking yeah. coach in Canada. Uh, at 29, I was level 5. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. everything. And then... Uh, uh, after that, I just started coaching. I opened up the gym here, Top Glove, and two years later, boom, Mike Stewart is world champion. Then boom, uh, uh, Phil Boudreau and Casey Patton are going to the yeah. Olympic Games. Then boom, Amber Conical. And yeah. then there's more and more and more. Like yeah. the, the the gym is full again here yeah. today. The legacy lives on. Yeah, yeah big time, exactly. big time. Um, so. Who did you train with here before? Because there's no Top Glove back in the day. So what, were you training here? Were you training down south? Yeah, take us to that. So what happened was that um, <clears throat> we had the Subway Boxing Club, and there were several clubs mm -hmm. that opened and closed. Uh, but I, uh, my last club that I trained at was the Phoenix Boxing Club. And believe it or not, we were in the basement of the Bay Bookstore in the basement. Come on. That was our gym. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is incredible. And, yep. and that's one, one, one of the reasons why I pushed for a gym as we have mm -hmm. today. Because I saw what, what we had before when mm -hmm. I trained. Mm -hmm. It's old school. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> listen, I, I trained at the, in preparation for the World Championships at Queen's Athletic Field in one of the change rooms there. Come on. We didn't, we didn't have a gym. Wow. So we were still Phoenix Boxing Club, but we didn't have a gym. That's crazy. Uh, there, there was some political stuff happening, so yeah. we, we didn't have a place to train us, so we, we found a, you know, that spot. I'm sparring, and I hit my head on the, on the, uh, on the, on the hangers <laughs> for the clothing and all that. It was crazy. You know? man, that's that's amazing, that, amazing that I even placed fifth. You know? <laughs> Don't get uh, it. Oh, man, that's unreal. And also, like, what I love about the gym, too, here is you, know, you got all the things you need, but it's got that old school feeling it too which i absolutely love like this is something you see right inside a, a boxing movie which is which is unreal um you know there's uh there's a book called the uh, the talent code mm -hmm. and he even he states uh well it, it's a book that, that went around the world mm -hmm. to all these hotbeds in sport or, or music or whatever and and what they found was that every hotbed had a rustic yeah environment gotcha so yeah, oh, I love I'm, it. I'm looking for, for some more champions that come out of here <laughs> soon. Big time, big time. Yeah, yeah. no, I love that. Um, what did your train? Oh, so you kind of took us through that, but maybe take us through one of your most memorable bouts that you had, if you, if you have one that comes to mind. Well, there, there's, there's two of them. One was at the World Championships, and one was here, here in Canada against Canada versus Finland. Okay. And um, I was all hyped up because it was in Coppercliff at yep. the McClellan Arena. Oh, wow. The ring was right center, and everybody from Coppercliff was there because yep. I'm from Coppercliff, yep. right? And uh, so what happened was that um, um, I was so hyped that when the bell rang, I ran straight to his corner. His, his coach wasn't, wasn't even down off, off, <laughs> off, the, off the canvas, and I whacked him in the head, and down he went. He got back up. He lasted, uh, the, whole, the whole fight lasted. I locked him down two, two more times. 
Yeah. And then they and they called the fight. It was 26 seconds of the first round. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That is unreal. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I and love then, that. Uh, yeah. And the people just went nuts, of course, comical, right? So yeah. it was great. The, yeah, the other fight was most memorable was when I was at the, uh, the World Championships right. in, in Japan. And I fought uh, the, in the, some uh, quarterfinals, this guy from Poland. And I swear, they must have pumped him up or something. because. And during the weigh-ins, I looked at him. All right. Yeah. When he got in the ring, he was like, poof. Where did, what happened to him? <laughs> if you see the pictures, that that's my leg, and yeah. and then and then that's a monster. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's good. That's good. Um, so, talking about events, and you know, you mentioned McClellan Arena. You know, you think you ever we could ever see something in the Sudbury Arena, big boxing event? You know, uh, Dario and I have have been chatting, eh? Yeah. So. Uh, there's a good possibility. Yes, good possibility. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We'll be there for that. Yeah. Guarantee that. Oh, I love that. Um, so, again, you mentioned about weigh-ins and that stuff. You know, what's the cutting process, I guess, for, for some of these guys and, and yourself as well, getting ready for a fight? So, cutting, I, I, I removed that, that term from, from our gym. Okay. Uh, our guys have to be, you know, they have to eat properly. Right. That's why you have to cut. It's because yeah. you're, you're not doing it properly. Not in shape, right. So, right. they're eating properly. They're, they're, they're training properly. And, and then there's no need for all that. There's, right. there's no stress, right? Right, right. The, the, when you step inside that ring, there's stress. Big time, yeah. And, and if you're adding that, that, that weight loss to, to your stress, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it just over. doubles on, yeah. <laughs> Before no. you even get in the ring. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Um, I, take us through, what was your pre-fight routine? Like, on the day of a fight, what did your day look like? Well, uh, I, I would go for my walks. During during the, during the morning, right. uh, my 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 supper and that, and then I would uh, um, basically rehearse in my head what I, what I would do. Um, my 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 signature was the very the very beginning of each round. I run to the run to the corner and start beating him. So I would I would I would I would visualize myself doing right. that, and then after I've done that, then I would visualize myself. You know, starting to box him, starting gotcha. to use all my, all my. If 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 he didn't, mm -hmm. if he got up, he got up. Yeah. If yeah. he got up, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. there's uh, several times where they, they never got up, or right. I, or I I broke a rib, right. or then the fight's over. Right, right. right. So. so that was always the strategy. The first 10, 15 seconds, you're coming out guns a blazing, and right. the last 10, 15 seconds, gotcha. so you so you, so you gain the attention of the judges at the very beginning. You maintain it, right? And at the end, you you grasp so it again. So smart! It's so smart. I yeah. love that. Yeah. No, and that's then, amazing. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I had a I had a ritual where I would shower before I, I left for the uh, for the for the boxing event. Just mm -hmm. just. Yeah, I'm, I'm pure now, you know. <laughs> Funny. Eh? Oh, I love yeah. that. No, that's that's amazing. Um, I used to getting into general boxing talk. So back in in your day, that was like the height of boxing. My dad too. I'm wearing a Hagler shirt right now. You know, there was the Four Kings, Tyson, Muhammad Ali. You know, and it's kind of changed now quite a uh, bit. But I mean, take us through. I guess that time in boxing. I guess how much did that influence you as well? Well, for first of all, my 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 idol was Roberto Duran. Right. When he was at 125, 132, 147. Once he went up above that, he's too short. He's dinner. You know. Right. But it was the uh, the blood and guts that 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 he had that attitude, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's what what typically was back in back in that day. 
There are a lot of raw talent. Right. Now you have people like Lomachenko, Triple G, and all. Right. Those guys are so, 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 so well tuned mm -hmm. in, 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 in the technical abilities of, uh, of, of, of themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's incredible. I don't like watching all that, all that you know. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. He ripped off Roberto Camarello at, yeah. at the Olympic Games in 2012. There's right. so much, you know. Right. The political stuff again. Yeah. Uh, so he's hardly even doing any, doing anything now, anyways. Mm -hmm. And the heavyweight division is a, is a disaster yeah, for, for a me, mess. anyways. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I like the nice, quick movements, nice explosive attacks, and all that. And that's what's happening now. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, though, that that re relentless, you know, going forward, mm -hmm. uh, boxing hard with, with the heart, and that—that's, you know. Those those guys were warriors for sure, a hundred percent. And you know, it, it is interesting to compare eras and see how, how it would go. Because right now, you're looking, you know, Tyson Fury is probably the top top of the game right now. And, and, and look at him. And they, yeah, exactly. I know it's he's uh, he's a different uh, different animal there. And obviously, and it's it's too bad. But a, a lot of the celebrity boxing has kind of taken over from the great, yeah. like the, the actual good boxers, you know, like Canelo and and all those guys. So I guess. And even the UFC has been taking a big part. I don't know what what's your take on on mixed martial arts. Uh, you know that that's a totally diff different sport. Right. Uh, you know there was one guy, Conor McGregor, that came over to boxing, that's right. and, and you know the media came up to me and said, "What do you think about the fight?" Yeah. I said, "It's simple. Yeah. McGregor's learning how to box, and uh, Mayweather knows how to box. He's preparing, <laughs> right? So yeah. well, what happened was that uh, Mayweather just played with him for for four or five rounds, and then and then." He could put him away any any time. Right, right. But he, he like he said at the end of the fight, he said, "I gave you guys what you wanted to see." Yeah. And he put him out in the tenth round or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, true. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, talking about uh, obviously, you know, top glove and and uh, creating it, you know, take us through because I know you've been at a, at a few spots now, but your first you know gym that you guys had at Top Glove. It's funny. Uh, we were directly across the street from where, where we're at now. Okay. And there's a door that goes upstairs. Right. And right now it's all uh, apartments up there. Okay. Well, that was our gym up there. Yeah. Back in uh, 1990. Yeah. Uh, it was phenomenal. And uh, we were preparing for the first show at the Caruso Club. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I think we had a team from, from uh, Montreal there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had Phil Bujo, Mike Stewart, uh, Paletti. Mm -hmm. uh, who else do we have? Uh, Todd Rex. Yeah, so that was phenomenal. I mean, right. had, you know, it was a great show. Yeah. And at, at the at the Italian festival. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you know? I love yeah. it. I love that. So that was our first our first yeah. gym. Yeah, I love it. Is Phil Boudreau one one of your best? Do you think that you've ever had? Well, we know, we have everyone. Everyone was good. Yeah. The, in their own in their own style. Mm -hmm. uh, Phil was a tough son of a gun. Mike was a very ten, 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 technical fighter mm -hmm. uh, that got them both. And then Amber, of course, uh, uh, was another technical mm -hmm. fighter with a lot of movement. So you can't really see right. that, that yeah, anyone was That's probably your big three yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. cool, cool. Um, and, you know, I remember back in the day, I think when I first started coming to see you was uh, Mine, Mine Mill Hall. Uh, right across from Queens. That was the first time I came um, to see it, which uh, which is awesome. Um, so you've had athletes actually, other athletes come and, and train with you. A lot of hockey players come and train with Gordo. So I guess take us through how you train those guys. So they're a little different. We have a mannequin that we put a shirt on. We have put a shirt on. <laughs> 
and uh, I get them going to a point where you know they're on their with their with their shoes and all that. But uh, just recently, Dario um, uh, Belgio, mm -hmm. who's now playing out, out west of hockey, mm -hmm. I had him put his roller skates on. Yeah, and that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was phenomenal, and we have that on on Facebook as well. Yeah, but um, so we get them working on, on how to use their their weight, uh, uh, technique, and and also strategy on. How you're gonna begin a, be, begin the actual fight? Right. And once you once, once you start punching, you don't stop. You just keep on going. <laughs> Good conditioning. And you know, and it's great because uh, Dario, uh, he's one one of the uh, one of the latest as well as um, um, uh, Alex Fedhan. Yep. He was uh, he's here as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he can fight too. He oh, can yeah. throw him. Well, he's, he's been here. Yeah, yeah. Going back going back in the day, we had uh, Al Secord from the Chicago Blackhawks. Right. We had uh, Troy Crowder. Yeah. Uh, we had um, uh, Dunks from yeah. from uh, who used to be the the, the Wolves coach. Yeah. Um, we had ah um, oh, jeez, uh, uh, We had uh, last year we had a couple of the other uh, Wolves as well. So yeah. like you know they're all coming here. Good mix. Yeah. Not only do we teach them boxing, but it's the workout as yeah. well. It's all core and it's yeah. all. You know, I love that. Yeah. And and yeah, I, I kind of tell the people too, like what's a normal training session look like for you know for your competitive guys? It's uh. It's quite structured. Uh, of course, there's a warm-up. Then there's individual study where they actually get into the, in front of the mirror and they 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 assess themselves. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called individual individual study. Then we get into some some skipping where we do speed rounds, uh, uh, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow. And then depending on what, what we're doing that day, it could be sparring, or it could be heavy bag, or it could be speed bag, uh, speed rounds on the heavy bag, or, or interval rounds on the heavy bag. So it's all different every every day. You just don't come in and do the same thing every day. Right. No, I we love have, we, it's 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 it, uh, the coaches here are like a, a doctor with it. It's a, it's a prescribed workout. Right. It's awesome. I love it. No, that's amazing. Um, and I guess take us through, you know, all this time now you've been coaching since 1990. Top Club's been around for a long time now. I guess take us through what you think the legacy's been and, and how, how proud do you feel to be able to, you know, produce boxers day in, day out, year in, year out? Well, you know, uh, we've had a great success all along and even still and these these kids here that are even here today are are, are and i play them often bujo on, right. on the video on, yeah. on the tv Stewart on the tv right. like that's our legacy yeah like that no one no one can take that away from us yeah we, we will always be the the only club in Surrey to have a world champion well, until someone else does, right. Right? <laughs> yeah. and really uh, I'm, I'm really upset because um, um the way that boxing is going in canada um, we're not going to be on the podium at the World Championships for the males for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, unless they, 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 they get smarter and if they uh, begin to develop um, their boxers so that they can, they can you know, if, if you watch the, um, um, In Search of Greatness mm -hmm. and you listen to Gretzky, right. what, did, what did Gretzky do? Right. He watched every game that night right. so that, that whoever he was playing next, he saw he saw the the uh, the defensive moves. He mm -hmm. saw the offensive moves. He saw who who they were trying to keep from from mm -hmm. scoring. Mm -hmm. That's what I do whenever we, we, we go anywhere. Right. It's the exact same thing. So whenever we go to a to a, to a club in, in Toronto or something, so I know typically what style that that club has. Right. So I, I prepare the guys for that. Cool. But they're not doing that at the no. at, at the national level. Yeah. That's like, crazy. Guys, come on. Yeah. yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. No, that's that's nuts. And, um, 
Is there a lot of film that if you can get film to watch, like for for your for your boxers too? Of of their of, of their, their opponents? opponents, yeah. See what 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 we do here, and 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 I don't I. I Try not to get them to do to, to to put anything on 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 social media, right? Because then it's easy for their opponents to figure to out figure how they them fight. Out. Yeah, us, we're on there all the time. Yeah, I see who they're fighting, and even yeah. if they only have one or two fights, yeah, they're ah, let's put it on, let's put it on. <laughs> Good, fantastic. Yeah, now I know what you look like. <laughs> get to study them, yeah, yeah, big time, big time. And I guess back in your day, did you get to know your opponents like? I, not much, I'm assuming. Eh? Yeah. Only, only in, in the province or even Canada, for that matter. But internationally, you know, we 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 went by you know film. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how often do you get film, right? Uh, never. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so yeah. we we knew of word of mouth. Right. What this box was all about. And gotcha. That's pretty well it. So. Gotcha. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, mate. So I think it's uh, time for a fast five years. So right before we wrap up here. Gordo, we usually it's called our fast five. It's five rapid fire questions. Okay. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. Okay. Mace, you want to take it? Yeah, I'm good yeah. to go. All right, Gord. Who has punched you the hardest in your life? The world champions, the guy from Poland. I hit him so hard, and he came back with three. Boof, boof, boof. <laughs> what the heck's going on here? Uh, uh, who's your favorite band or musical artist to get pumped up to before a fight? Uh, you... Um, um, uh, ah, Jesus. Um, ah, you know what? There were several, but the one, uh, Hungry Like, Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my, the, the, the wolf, you know, when the wolf sees his blood, it's like, okay, I'm gonna get you now. You're done. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what's your favorite boxing movie? Ah, uh, uh, I like Champ. That's a good one. Uh, your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, pistachio. <laughs> nice, good flavor. Regency Bakery's got the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one we ask everybody. Your favorite Sudbury restaurant? Oh, that, uh, I don't know if I should answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have lots of fun. I like uh, pasta and vino as well. There you go. There's several more, but uh, yeah. good stuff. I love it. Awesome. Well, listen, Goro, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. And obviously, we can't wait. Saturday, September 30th, we're going to be here at 8 p.m. at Top Glove. Uh, and there's going to be some great fighting happening. So we thank you so much for coming on. Can't wait for everyone to hear, hear the story. And, yeah, I love talking boxing with you. And, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And we're excited to see where Top Glove goes next. Thank you very much, yeah. my guys. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank you. You're dope. That was the interview with Gord Apolloni. Want to thank Pin Golf, Groove It Pin Golf. Want to shout out Pin. We won the ambassador contest yes. for the best content video. So want to shout out Pin. Thank you for choosing us. We love producing content. We love showcasing their product. They just dropped the Ryder Cup uh, range finders electric. Um, obviously, Groove It and I range. We got Groove It still here, folks. It's a nice little stocking stuff or a nice little... Uh, Christmas gift, nice little gift overall. If you're if you're looking for something, um, so yeah, let's uh, and with that, let's get right into the four pack. Okay, Mace, four pack time. All right. Well, I was not successful this week. 
I thought my pies were great. I thought blueberry pie first round was a lock. Uh, Chim, can you give us a little recap on uh, the polls? I forget what the so, percentages or how one, how badly I lost because I, I was two, uh, deep. I was deep. Want to shout out Roberto Bignato, who got back into the winner's circle. Yep, for Not the first boy, time in a long time. So that number three <laughs> is going to move to a four. He's Each still pie. a little. He's still a little ways behind us. Um, but he absolutely killed the draft. Absolutely killed the, the draft. He had a fantastic draft. Everybody was complimenting uh, around here, anyways, on on Roberto. So he won uh, with quite a bit of the vote. Um, and I believe it was May second, Tom third, and then I came. Uh, I came I back. Came for I was in dead last. Oh yeah, no, you. So you had didn't check it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, you. It was between you two for a while. And then, uh, and then you kind of took took off. So, um, and then Roberto kind of took off. So, yeah, yeah. So, shout out Roberto uh, for winning. Um, that's huge. Well, this is an even bigger draft. Pies, awesome time of the year. But Taylor Swift has finally crossed over to the sports verse. T Swift in the Kelsey family suite at the KC and the Chicago game. It's been rumored for weeks. Travis put it out there months ago. They are at least an item. And we are going to draft Taylor Swift songs, much like what we did with the Super Bowl with Rihanna songs. We are going to draft the best Taylor Swift songs. I myself have been to two concerts. So I don't know if I'm going to have the advantage here, but we'll see. You should. And I got a couple bangers I, I, for you, Mace. For you to be like the token Swifty, you have the utmost advantage right here. I for think sure. there's a clear cut one and two. Then it gets a little, it, it, then it goes kind of preference. It's tough. You can go Gen Pop, but some of her songs have been so overplayed. That people don't like it, but then there's the respect factor for how big it was at its time. So it's going to get tough in that sense, I think. I've been chatting about it with the roomies here. There's been a lot of buzz about this T-Swift-Kelsey thing. And I did not know she had this many bangers. I totally forgot. It's well, insane. Jim, she was like, okay, she's still popular. But when we were teenagers, it was like... 16, 17, like six, seven years ago. She was legit, legit. She's still very popular now. And I was fired up because everybody knew that Kelsey was getting a TD uh, when she was in the building. And I have him in fantasy. So brownie points there. My, my Kelsey stock's just going through the roof right now. Have you guys seen the videos of the girlfriends telling their boyfriends that T-Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map? Yeah, hilarious. And um, the fact that he got 300,000 followers from the from the yeah. time she was at the KC game is the insane. business stats behind it are insane. Number it's one like jersey, it's insane. jersey sales, the NFL, their viewership ratings, the so, demographics. Do you guys think this is a business relationship? Do you think this is legit? What's your thoughts? Oh, it's got to be legit, Jim. She was going bananas for a TV. That ain't fake. Like unless she's got money know. on him for I a TV, a, like I, I, I think she's a calculated person quite so? she does is calculated everything yeah. she does is calculated but this guy ain't no some joe blow tight end from high school football like he's arguably the best tight end position wise in the nfl ever 
So top three, top three, top three. I think he's the best. Mm. You like Gronk or who? Who's I think like... Gronk. Okay. Think... All right. Uh, but seven catches for sixty-nine yards and a TD. Uh, gained <laughs> three hundred thousand plus social media followers. Four hundred percent increase in his merch sales, and is a top jersey seller in the NFL. How about that? Insane. It's okay, insane. so do you think she walked out of the building in that popcorn machine? Yeah, that's been going one hundred percent. It's all time. Everyone's like waiting for her to come out of the. Um, what do you call those? The where was she sitting? Now I'm, the I'm drawing a blank. The, the box. Yeah, the yeah, sweets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some coworker moving around the four wheelie popcorn machine. <laughs> Everyone's saying she had to be in there. She had to be. Yeah, all time. Well, um. We are picking T Swift songs. Mace, I guess since you came second, uh, you can set the order. I so. actually uh Roberto just, just texted us. Did he, yeah, he yeah. set the order? He texted Roberto us. has set the order. I am taking Get- the rock. <laughs> what a joke, Roberto. All hey, Alex, you what know. are you doing number one, buddy? I did not want the number one. No, the one's a hard one. I think it's one or the other. Anyways. Oh, I did not want the number one. This suspense. You want to defer? No, no, you can't defer. Sure you can I'm not going to defer. Wait, so you got trades later on? You got like a, <laughs> a double pick in the fourth? Yeah, yeah, I'll trade you two firsts uh, in the next four drafts. <sighs> you trade you, you going to trade McKinnon? You got to trade away your best player? All right, player? well. This arguably might not be her best song, but it is my okay. favorite song. I'm going to go with You Belong With Me. Yes. It's number one. No, it's, it's not. One. No, it's not, Shim. I don't think so. I, I think, think so. there was two songs. I think that is Good one pick. Good pick. I, it's a great song. It's a fantastic song. Anyone can bump the chorus to that tune. Like, it's just unreal. Uh, okay. Give me love story in the two songs. Yeah. Give me love yeah. story. Bang. It was one or the other, and I'm going with love story. I'm that's a I'm, great pick. I am jacked about that. Okay, Tom. Now this is where it gets dicey. You think so? Okay. Um, I'm happy to get this at three. I actually have three and four. So fast f- rewind, not twenty-three, give me twenty-two. Okay. Okay. Good pick. I, I I see. I don't think there's going to be a bad board here, in my okay. opinion. And I want to take it now, because based on my insider knowledge, my my Swifty friend I'm texting right now, I think it might be gone. My next pick around. Give me blank space. Great tune. Good tune. All right, Tom Thanks. going for pop culture. Pop Thanks. Gen. gen pop, gen pop. Gen That's pop. what you're looking for, please. Um, <laughs> uh, give me style. That song is so good. Come on, good pick, Jim. No good pick, Jim. Is it for the best? <laughs> such a good tune. Like, like <laughs> you knew that tune before you picked it. Like, like you, you just listened to it now. Wow. Is it for the best? Hey, <laughs> hey, you. You guys let this fall all the way back to me. All too well, the ten minute version. Yes. See, I had yes. I had yes. I had hardcore Swifties tell me about that tune. I don't know it. 
So oh, I just got that text. The 10 minute version though, Mesa has to be that. Yeah, is that the Jake version. Gyllenhaal song? Yes. Yeah. That, all it too came well. out in what? 2011 or 2012. And then she remade it with the Taylor's version. So I also want to emphasize that you belong with me. Taylor's version, please. All songs will be Taylor's version. Uh, and then I will follow that up with. Oh, this is when it, it all changes. I'll follow that up with our song. O-U-R-S-O-N-G. F off, Mace. Our you're song. you're killing the Swifties. Oh, you're screwing me here, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Thank you. Thank Sorry. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went with style and I think I mixed up, but I did want style. But this the song I was actually singing is delicate. Give me delicate. Ooh. For the best. Shim with the deep cuts that you're gonna get votes off these songs. Oh yeah, and then style is you got the red dress t-shirt stuck in your high. Yeah, okay. I'm happy. I'm really happy actually with these picks. Palm <laughs> really. um, back to back. Give me back to back, and I don't know what in particular order you want this, but give me um, Lover. Mm-hmm. Good That's tune. Good. And give me It's a Cruel Summer. Give me Cruel mm-hmm. Summer. Mm-hmm. Bang! You're going new. <laughs> You're going new. Yeah. Yep. Cruel See, Summer uh... came out in 2019. New, and yeah, newer. Char- no, but it's charting yeah. now. How crazy is that? Four years later, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, see this. Good lovers, such that. a good song. Mm. See now, I can go Gen Pop. I can go Deep Cut. There's still one Gen Pop that just kind of you know it bugs me, but it's a it's a song that was was huge. I know where you're time. going. I know where you're going. Can I guess it for you? No, no, no. Just I maybe write it down and then I'm gonna okay. say it and then you you tell me if okay. uh, I got it written right. down. It's on my list. I just didn't choose it. Mm. You know what I'm gonna go with? Give me bad blood. Give me bad blood. Oh. Baby, Ooh. now we got bad blood. Ooh. That's fair. I thought you were gonna go shake it off. That's okay. I was I was debating. Or, are we done There's now? There's a Rolling Stones article ranking every single Taylor Swift song. Guess where Bad Blood ranked? Where? Dead last. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's a good two. No, that's fair. Ooh. This I was going to say, I don't, I, we're not done yet because I have some honorable mentions. but Oh, there's a ton of honorable mentions, yeah. Good topic, Mace. You're killing it, buddy. This is a good one. Jim, can you send me a picture of the graphic? Because you know I don't look at it. Just so I can see what you guys got. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to recap it for you. Don't worry, Tom. But you you say it fast. I can't write it down, you know? I'll send you a picture, Tom. Thanks, How about, how about you just tune into no, the No, no, no. The no, no. I got yeah, Don's Pizza waiting for me, so let's chippity-chop here. Just kidding. All right. I will close the draft out. With a song, ah, oh, which one? 
This is tough. This is so tough. Let's go with Enchanted. Please and thank you. Okay. I've heard it maybe See, twice. Mace, I think your songs are like the deepest cut songs. Swifties. Like this is hardcore Swifty songs Swifties. that you have on your board. So let's see. Let's honestly see how many Swifties like we have. <laughs> yeah, Jim, yeah. We might get the votes because people know those ones more, but the Swifties, that 10 minute version of that song, Mace, though, is good. That's a good That's pick. That's a lock. Yeah. That wins Very it. good. Very good. All right. So. Can I give you an honorable, oh, honorable mention? Can I yeah, give you um, my honorable mention? I knew mention? you were trouble. I cannot believe did not yeah. get picked. Yeah, that and we are never getting back together. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Wildest Dreams? <laughs> yeah. I knew you were trouble. I thought you were going there a few times, Chim. I was going to get it, but then Cruel Summer Lover is one of my so, favorites. So Shake and it off, one of... can agree everyone's just tired of... of... Yes, it, it got overplayed. Mace, do you like Lover? Like Zach Matheson gave me that little insider knowledge is one of his favorite songs, so... Yeah, it's a I good had, album. I, I bought I, that I, album for Laura. Mace, I asked Chad GBT for the top 20 Taylor Swift songs. Guess where Bad Blood was ranked? 20. 11. First. Oh, 11. what was one? Love Story. Nice. What was two? You Belong With Me, Blank Space, Shake It Off, I Knew You Were Trouble, All Too Well, Red, yeah. Wildest Dreams, Style, Delicate, Bad Blood, Speak Now was the top 12. Okay. So Mason, send me a pick, but round it off. Okay. Uh, to round it off, Mason went with You Belong With Me, All Too Well, Our Song, Enchanted. I went with Love Story, Style, Delicate, Bad Blood. Tommy went with 22, Blank Space, Lover, Cruel Summer. I did good. I did good. I love my picks. I think they're picks. all great. I love my I think picks. They're great boards. I reach on I, Enchanted. I reach on Enchanted. You definitely reach. That's like the typical Mace pick. Um, <laughs> Mace is a very deep cut. I think I have a good mix of, of deep cuts, but, you know, Jen Pop and Tom is. Tom's got a good mix too. So I think. Oh, yeah, I I think Tom's get, got the. Yeah. I do think we're going to get in the top 20. I think we're going to get absolutely roasted. Uh, I think so too. Though. Yeah. We're going to get absolutely roasted. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but that is the four pack, ladies and gentlemen. And on uh, to We Missed It, we go. All right. That was the four pack. We missed it, boys. And Tom, we missed it. I just said it in the, uh, in the ad read. Ryder Cup is this week. Thanks, buddy. What a treat. You want to talk about watching golf Sunday? Glued to my screen. Glued. Glued to my screen. Now the home team Chim always cleans house. Do you think it's the US do you think the USA pulls through though? I love so, when Europe goes no pocket. It is it's pretty the cool. best. It's the best. It's pretty cool. Um so I didn't know this, but when they were in France, they set up the course like in a way like they read stats on all the US players and designed the course in a way that was at a disadvantage for them. Yeah. Whether it was yeah. moving the tees up or back, putting rough in certain situations, putting pin locations somewhere. They tried to give the utmost advantage. They're trying to give the U.S. like wacky yardages to play from. Marcos uh, Simone Golf Club uh, was fully reconstructed for the uh, Ryder Cup. All, a bunch of holes were changed. So 
It's going to be so sick. And Tom, like you said, the home field advantage is so tough. In any like, sport, though, like it's in any sport, but in golf, oh, like, especially because it's not around all the time, it is so hard to beat. So, um, I think it will be a very good Ryder Cup. I think both teams got strong players. Um, I kind of like that. You know, Europe always had like a lot of the old guys always come back and play. I do like that. There's a little fresh face uh, here. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely the match and the matching outfits, Tom, the locker do you room cheer for the states or Europe. It's a good question, dude. Um, I have a lot of favorite golfers on USA though. That's it, that's why it's so. But tough. I'm also like European because I'm like Greek, so it's it's. It's, it's honestly like the only a no, time I would, yeah. A no lose yeah. situation for me though, Jim. I want to yeah. see good golf. I want to see Ricky do well. I love Jordan, um, but I'm also European in a sense, so. It's a good question. Though. I think the fit, I, I, I want to say the European fits. Look Yellow and the blue, buddy. So good. They look <laughs> yeah. so good. Um, maybe they'll pay a little homage to Italy. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what fits. Because they always have one day where it's kind of like not the team colors. So, but uh, you've seen me rock no bucket. It's kind of my style. I'm like, and I'm liking Europe's chances. Jim, no they're bucket, underdogs sir. right now on the betting apps. Just letting you know they are. Yeah. Europe, yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. Uh, it starts tomorrow, right? Starts... I think it's more entertaining than any golf event, Ryder yeah. Cup. It's a, yeah, it is. It's the best. It's the best. Event, it doesn't so. start tomorrow. It starts Friday. Tomorrow, I think it's practice round. Practice round? Yeah. yeah. Friday, they play twice because it's best, yeah. better ball and then alternate shot, whatever. So, love the, it. Some of the pairings kind of got leaked. Obviously, Spieth is going to be with um, JT. and That's free. easy. Yeah. yeah. There's a few, I forget who Rory was partnered with yet, but anyways, I'm really excited for it. One more other thing that we missed it. Breaking news in the NBA. I know we don't talk much basketball. Oh, yeah. But Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to get your take on this, Tom, because we were talking about it here. Yeah. Last night, so we're recording this Wednesday. Last night, Tuesday night, the Toronto Raptors were the front runner for Damian Lillard and 12 hours gone. There was, uh, we were talking about this whole Messiah master plan to bring Giannis to Toronto. Yeah. And they would collab there. Well, that's gone now. That's out the window. Um, and Dame's off to Milwaukee. Thoughts? So, did you see that Jimmy Butler video that came Campering out? Tampering video? Yeah. Tampering video. Because now there's stuff about Giannis picking Lillard in the All-Star game first overall before anybody else. I just don't get with Masai. It felt like he took a step back of getting trades done, Jim. If he thinks his team's close, yeah. go out and do it again. If they want Scotty Barnes, I love Scotty Barnes. I'm a huge fan of him. I think he's going to have a great career in the NBA. Go out and get a guy like Damian Lillard. He's the best point guard in the league. I think he's better than Steph. Do you and think I'm, a, and I'm, I'm a Steph Curry guy. Jim, he traded the most like famous franchise player and DeRozan, like obviously Lowry, I one think, the, is yeah, ahead. Yeah. One of the like biggest franchise players ever out of nowhere and got a guy that can win you a... But here's the thing, though. Like, I, do you think Dame has a little more power and just said, nah, I'm 100%. 100%. 100%. And I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Because the Raptors had pieces to give up for sure. Jim, he's, he's OG, later in his career. He hasn't OG won yet. Brady Dick, they had three first-rounders to give away. 
yeah. So the wolves, uh, the wolves, the Raptors are in a kind of limbo. I don't know, man. But and Giannis isn't going anywhere now. Like, yeah. And that starting lineup, their sixth, seventh man guys. Like, it, honestly, the trade worked out for everybody. The Phoenix got yeah. good out of that somehow. They got some bench players. Portland did fine too, yeah. And now Drew Holiday's in talks, and Raptors are front runners to get Drew Holiday. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? Like, the the Bucks too. Their offense kind of got a little more diversified now. It was a little. It was it was Giannis run through the post if he can't get to the basket, kick it out to someone for a three ball. Now you add Dame Dalla into the mix. Man, they're gonna be good. Very good. good. It's just. It's a player-ran league, though, Jim. And I'm happy the NHL's got I a hate hard cap. I hate I'm happy the, the NHL's got a hard cap. And, like, for someone that's a diehard Leafs fan, I agree. If they, if they had a soft cap, the Leafs could just buy anyone and they'd be the Yankees or the Dodgers or whatever or the Warriors or whoever. Like, I'm really happy the NHL is, like, firm with that. Players stay where they want to stay. They want to be where they want to be. But as soon as one player doesn't like it where their organization's going or they're not going to win, they're like, yeah, get me out of here. Go to contender. Yep. Jim, Joel, Joel Embiid won't be a 76 like much longer. He's gone. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I can see it. I so, can see it. Yeah. Huge news. But that was a good episode. Big boys. news. Big news. Okay. That's going to do it folks for week 127. One thing, Gord Apollonia again for coming on the pod. Uh, we broke down the OHL for you. We are going to be at the Wolves game Friday. Come check it out. Come say hi. Uh, we will be there. Same seats, Jim. Same seats, baby. Same oh seats. We'll my god! Best seats in the best seats in the game, right behind the bench. Um, and yeah, we love y'all, and uh, we will chat next week. Ciao.